Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late Night series, Real Time with Bill Maher. All right, we're on overtime. Matt Welch, uh, you grew up with a chimp? I did not grow up with a chimp, but I know someone who, uh, whose uh, father was a Why, taught slang language. It wasn't me. I didn't grow up with a chimp. And that's not nice to talk about my brothers that way. All right. Hey, I, I repaired my relationship with my cousins tonight. Uh, <laughs> Congressman Adam Schiff, do you trust your Republican congressional counterparts to impartially investigate the Trump administration? To impartially investigate? Yes. Do you trust your Republican counterparts? Great question. I think they're serious about it. Uh, I really? think in particular, we have a new Republican lead, uh, Mike Conaway from Texas, uh, who is determined to work in a nonpartisan way. So I'm optimistic. Is that uh, right? I am, you know, I can't they say... Seem, they don't seem that way on TV. They don't seem... Their talking points seem to be more of what we were talking about there, like nothing to see here and, you know, everybody investigates everybody and the president's under attack, let him do his job. So you think behind closed well, doors you hear something different? Yes, in my conversations with my new Republican lead, uh, he assures me he is determined to follow the facts wherever they lead. He wants this done in a strictly nonpartisan fashion. Uh, and I think he has helped us uh, get back on track after we had the whole blow-up uh, over Devin Nunes in the White House. Uh, so I'm optimistic, uh, but I have to be, uh, or it's hard to get up in the morning. Right. Uh, and we press forward. And, uh, and if I get to the point where I feel at any time we can't do the job we need to do, then I'll be very public about it. Okay. Uh, well, I hope that's true, because, you know, sometimes they say those things, and then they get a phone call from Steve Bannon or somebody, and next thing you know the storyline has changed. I mean, I saw that this week. Uh, Senator Burr sounded pretty good the first day, and then the second day he was like, well, I'm certainly not asking for a special prosecutor. This Isn't that where the rubber meets the road, special prosecutor, whether you, you either want that or you don't? There are now a few Republicans who are coming out in support of a special prosecutor. Uh, that has been some real and significant movement. Uh, and who I are they? McCain? Uh, no, there are actually uh, Kaufman, I think, from Colorado, Republican senator. There okay. are some House members that have come out in favor of an independent commission. Uh, that's fairly new. Uh, all of this is movement, and I think uh, this firing of Comey and all the aftermath, uh, if uh, there was any lack of uh, diligence or seriousness about the investigation in the Bureau before it, and I'm not saying there was, I think they are doubly determined uh, that uh, they're going to follow this trail, they're going to do their jobs because they know we're going to be watching very carefully to make sure there's no interference with their work. Okay. Does... Justin Amash and uh, Walter Jones, uh, two Republicans in the House, who are both pretty strong libertarian leaders, they've signed up for that independent committee. So how many do we need to be a tipping point? I think the number last I saw was 201, uh, 199 Democrats and two Republicans. So you need... The bigger tipping point 20. may come if the president's approval drops below a certain point because right. where my colleagues on the other side of the aisle in the House at large are going to find their voice uh, is when they feel this president is dragging them down. Uh, and it's no longer going to be politically palatable for them to have anything to do with him. Okay. Uh, does Sean Spicer or any spokesman for the Trump administration have any credibility left? Crowded you're, you're saying once you talk from the bushes, it's over? Is that, is that, is that, the, is that the line? That, that is you're, gotten to the end. Of, once you're, you don't want to come to work after that. I mean, Deep Throat was in the parking garage. That was, <laughs> that was I mean, fairly... I can't imagine if you're a spokesman for this White House having to go out there every day and just 
like either tell these lies it's, or protect these lies? I mean, you can't succeed at your job. I would rather clean Fukushima with my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, the, the, uh, my, my, my uh, favorite comment of the week was by Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, who, in trying to justify the firing of James Comey, said that he was guilty of atrocities. 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 So he is now Bashar al-Assad. Apparently, he must have uh, gassed people well, within the bureau um, to be compared. That's, that's the Trump administration definition of atrocities. Truth-telling, fact-finding, you know, atrocities. <laughs> Can I ask a question? From the pessimistic proletariat, I tell my friends all the time, I was like, I don't know if anything will come of the investigations. Not that there isn't anything to be found or any retribution to happen should something be found. Ever since I was a kid, we projected ourselves as the absolute leader of the free world. We projected ourselves right. as the strongest country. Like, it was hard for me to accept Russia had anything to do with our election based on the fact I, as, as I witnessed Reagan taking down Gorbachev WWE style. And I saw Rocky beat the shit out of the Russians. So, for, <laughs> for, for in my mind, after Red October, we had won that and we had, we had moved on. And then we just had to worry about fucking terrorists. So my, my, my question really is, you know, to, to the good men at the table and lady, is this country, can we afford to be perceived as having been gotten or having been weak enough? And if we, if we are willing to do that, I think we can change. But if we're not, I think that more people are involved in the protecting of the, the person that we have as president than just the Republicans who are quiet about it. I think we're all a little too quiet about it. You know, I think, again, yes. there should be across the aisles, there should be outrage. And the fact that there's not shows me that people are doing exactly what you just said, protecting their political um, equity until it tips, until he drifts below a certain point, and then they can come out of the fucking bushes and say, I was never with them anyway. <laughs> Thank you for that excellent... <laughs> Regular man's street version of American history after the, after the Cold War. You got to the truth. All right, Annabelle, do you think Ivanka yes. is an effective advocate for women in the Trump administration? Uh, and is it fair to ask her to be one? No. No, this is... This Not is fair. We're putting no, too much on her. Putting too much on her, if she had any integrity, she wouldn't have accepted an office in the White House. This is everything. We don't do that in this country. That's banana republic. Yeah. This is... We don't, we don't do this. Well, we separate fa family. It's, it's another family no. story. Well, we well, separate we, our family from well, our government. And, well, we don't always. Bobby Kennedy was the attorney general, so we don't always. Well, uh, Bobby was good. Because uh, yeah, okay, you when, liked when, him. When, I liked okay. him, too. But when I'm just saying, you know, I, I we have to I, leave that out of it. I, I, not, to not even go back to history, though, I mean, here is a woman who doesn't have any policy no. experience. This is not her area of expertise. And she only said expertise. a few months earlier, I just want to be a daughter. I'm not going to do anything. They're all such liars. <laughs> See, that, that's... This, this strikes me as in, uh, in a lot of countries where there's a monarchy, right. the graft goes through the princelings. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, all the graft goes through the children of the king. And right. here... Uh, Ivanka's brand gets these trademarks they've always wanted. Does anyone imagine for a millisecond that if Trump hadn't decided to uh, reject his early impulse and adhere to the one China policy that the Ivanka Trump brand would have ever gotten those trademarks? Right. Not in a million years. Right. Uh, and here's the real risk that, that we become just like these other countries where the graft goes through the kids. 
Yeah. Are we an oligarchy? Well, yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Yes. I mean, if you if you define oligarchy as the the opinions of the people, because they've studied this, don't really have a lot of say in what gets enacted. No. Uh, they've, they've gone down the list of the issues. You know, the people want to raise in the minimum wage. They want, like, ten different things, and it's just not even on the agenda Absolutely. because that's what an oligarchy is. Just as, But this is a little different. You're saying this is a, a step beyond oligarchy. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is that kind of corrupt stuff where... I mean, we've seen it with so many of the dictators that we used to play footsie with. Yeah. Uh, Saddam Hussein, yeah. the two kids... You know. Uday and Kusei. Uday and Kusei. But I would inject a note of both humility and, like, let's not tear down all of our civic institutions in the name of opposing someone that we disagree with here, because you're going to need those civic institutions. What civic institutions what? are you what talking What I'm saying is that when you, when you say that we live in an oligarchy, we live in something that can be compared to Saddam Hussein's Iraq or whatever, uh, you, you've seen... Everybody has their Facebook, uh, you know, page feeding constantly of, 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 like, Keith Olbermann resistance, you know, coming down from the hills, if you tear down the institutions and say that we are tear totally down. corrupt... We, we, we want to restore them, not I know, tear them down. I know, but I'm saying... It's not us who are tearing them down. I'm, I'm but, saying that have some faith in checks and balances, insist that people use well, them, have some faith in the yeah. judiciary and, and some things okay, like that. Okay, but it does... I keep saying this. I've been saying up. this since last October. It looks like a slow-moving coup to me. But, uh, to so, me... Well, faith, uh, yes. Well, what's so upsetting when you say that, though, I, I, I'm just outraged by your saying that because mm. what I feel is that it's the menopause, <laughs> it's <the me> <laughs> hot flash, um, is that is that what's ha what's happening right now? What, what, and the whole election of Donald Trump was a rebuke against the idea that serving your country, that government is actually the, the public service is a value. I mean, and, and to me, that's what's tearing down. The, we should be mar marching in the streets 24 hours a day, except for the menopause. I couldn't do it. I don't have the energy. But, you know, <laughs> the thing is, 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 this is, I mean... I mean, really, you think that uh, public yes. service is not a value? That's what motivated people... Yes, because people this, is what I, this is what I wanted I to ask no, you. I, you I, said, because every no. single day, uh, the government right now is, we're just, we're just reacting to these, it seems like, it was reacting to tweets, reacting to every crazy thing that's been happening in the Trump administration. And they can't do their job. There are all these unfilled positions, as if, as if there isn't a value to the work that's being done by uh, people in the energy department, people in the EPA. People don't know what to do. Is what replaced. I understand. That's, Not being replaced. I mean, the real challenge that we're facing right now is we've had a dysfunctional Congress for a long time. We now have a dysfunctional presidency along with it. Uh, and if you look at the, the issues we're talking about in terms of potential corruption or kleptocracy. In a normal Congress, in a functional Congress, we would have a government reform committee looking into the emoluments issue, for example. Uh, is there a violation of the Constitution going on right now because the Trump family is advertising uh, in China that you can get, you know, in good with the administration if you do business with us? With us? We should have a government reform committee investigating that issue. We should have a Justice Department investigating that issue. And maybe they decide, no, it's completely copacetic, but they ought to be looking into it, and they're not. Uh, instead, because we have private litigants who are doing it. Because there's bigger scandals. 
Yeah. That's the that's the thing with this man. It's like always being in this swarm of bees. But that committee you cannot get that committee should do its I, I job. Wonder, and it's how, not. How do you get things done every day? It seems uh, like wait, there's a, something new. Well, well you know what what you're doing here actually is very powerful. Exactly. You, you put a what spotlight. What we're doing here is very powerful. May I sign my book for you, Congressman? Can I have a pen, Simon? All right. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Please buy my book, The Art of the Meal: A Thousand and One Trump Fat Jokes. He's fat! Catch all new episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night at 10. Or watch him anytime on HBO On Demand. For more information, log on to HBO.com.